Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode of Strong Men, Strong Marriages, how to stop taking two steps forward and three steps back. So this is a common complaint I hear from guys, you know, they'll like, man, you know, I made some progress and then I just, you know, messed up again, whether that was, you know, you're trying to stop pornography and then you went back to it or like you were doing pretty good, not losing your temper and then you lost your temper, you know, that kind of thing. So it, it creates problems, right? It, it lowers your self-confidence because you didn't follow through on something you said, your wife's trust drops. And if you've been listening for a while, you know, to create a good marriage, you need trust, communication, and intimacy. So if trust starts dropping, communication starts dropping, intimacy starts dropping, that's kind of the the sequence that it tends to follow. So today we're going to learn to how to stop that process, right? It's how you will be able to not take two steps forward and three steps back, but actually continue to to grow and make progress. So my name is Mike Frazier, MD. I'm a psychiatrist and marriage coach, and I help high achieving Christian men have more intimate marriages. So some wins from some of the guys in my program, strong men, strong marriages. Guys are having date nights and having more physical intimacy. Okay. Super cool. Right. Um, one of the guys just, just wrote, he's two months into this program and feels stronger than ever. And that's what happens. You know, you, you build your strength, you feel great. And that's a win by itself. Look, we can't control what your wife does one way or the other. But if you are a strong guy, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, and sexually, first of all, you feel great. That happens to be very attractive to your wife, right? Then when we stack on the skills of communication, intimacy, you're just going to have an outstanding marriage, right? That's, that's what happens. Okay. Guys are having increased emotional intimacy and connection, right? Sometimes your wife might want to put a limit on physical intimacy for a while, and that's okay, right? You want to look that look at that not as a like a stab in the heart, but like a, an opportunity to build these first two pillars, right? Trust, communication, trust, and then mental and emotional intimacy. Physical intimacy tends to follow those, okay? Guys are able to handle their wife's silence with strength, right? So sometimes, you know, your wife might not respond how quite how you want and you kind of fall apart emotionally. You get mad or you get down, right? But guys are be able to handle that. Okay, right? Know they're going to be okay. The weird thing is one of the guys in the program this week just said, you know, I finally felt to the point where, you know, it, it, they're in a like kind of separation type situation. You know, it felt to where he could, you know, know he's going to be sad, but okay if his wife leaves, right? And you want to be at that point. And it gave him the strength to actually have a very frank conversation with his wife to where they actually, he realized they were more on the same page than they ever thought, right? And that's what happens. You know, we're not as um, dependent on our wife's attention, appreciation, affection, right? We stand on our own two feet. We feel better. We have the tough conversations. We create real mental, emotional intimacy, and which can, which leads to physical intimacy as well. Okay. Guys are dancing together in the kitchen, like having those fun moments together, uh, reconnecting with friends and hobbies. Okay. A lot of times we can lose ourselves in the marriage, which doesn't feel good and it's not attractive. So guys are refinding themselves, which feels great. And again, is more attractive. Guys are going from frequent complaints from their wife to having consistent days of just really great, fun days together. Yeah, I, real, uh, I work with a hypnotherapist. His name's AJ Yeager. And we did a session this week where I was able to kind of have a cool spiritual experience where I got to kind of visualize what we were doing with this and, you know, what I'm 
meant to accomplish, I believe. Um, and I was able to just kind of like see across the world, you know, guys just enjoying these fun connected times with their wives and with their kids and just like enjoying it together and kind of like zooming out, seeing it happening all over the world. And so it was awesome. You know, I got to see that this week from the guys in the program telling me that this is happening. Uh, so cool. Um, so guys are noticing little broken promises and changing that to where they're following through and building trust. Look, every little promise you make and don't keep, right. It matters. You know, if your wife says stuff like, man, I, I just can't trust you to follow through on things. Okay. That's a clue for you that you don't have the first pillar of a passionate marriage trust. Okay. So guys are noticing, Oh shoot. Like, wow, my wife really doesn't trust me to follow through on things. I need to do better at that, which is great. Right. Cause they're rebuilding that pillar. Okay. Guys, again, we're talking about having the strength to have those difficult conversations and resulting in more intimacy. My wife and I, we had a really great date night again this week, um, played pickleball, which we enjoy doing together. And, um, yeah, I just had a great time connected, uh, at all, all levels, super fun. So, okay. So what, here's what you're trying now, right? So we're talking about three steps forward, two steps, or sorry, two steps forward, three steps back and actually like going backwards instead of forwards. So you're trying to commit to these big changes, which is good, right? So you're like, okay, like I hurt my wife with pornography. I'm never going to watch pornography again. Or man, you know, I really haven't listened to my wife. I'm always going to listen now. Or, you know, like this guy I saw this week, oh man, you know, I said I was going to do something for my wife and then I didn't fall through. So now I'm going to make sure I do it every time, right? Or I'll never lose my temper again. Okay. So, or I won't use the mosquito cycle anymore, right? I'm going to do things for the right reasons and not to try to get something back from my wife. Okay. And so they make these promises. They feel good. They feel motivated. They feel inspired and they go a few days or maybe even like a week. Um, but then, you know, something happens and they go back to those same old patterns, right? And so when that happens, again, you lose confidence in yourself. You're like, man, you know, I I thought I could do this. I thought that was the new me. I thought I was different. And then here I am back to my same old self. And you feel sad, right? You feel disappointed. You feel angry, right? And again, you you actually lose confidence in yourself. That's what happens when you don't follow through with what you say, or you don't follow through with your commitment, your self-confidence drops. Okay. The way you build self-confidence is by making and keeping your word, being a man of your word. That's how you do it. Um, the other kind of element to that self-confidence is, you know, putting yourself through some difficult situations and proving to yourself you can get through it. Okay. That's another way. But again, one of the biggest ones and the way you build trust is keeping your promises. So when you don't, right, you're like, oh yeah, I'm never going to do that again. Or I'm always going to listen. Right. And then you don't, your, your wife's like, oh, great. Yeah, here we go again. You know, another promise that you don't keep. Right. So she loses trust in you. So you, again, you can feel like you're back to ground zero. You know, your wife's like, man, you know, I thought this was going to be different this time, but here you go. You know, you're making the same mistakes again. And you're like, ah, oh, man, she's right. Like, you know, I tried and it didn't work and man, this is just annoying. Right. And so sometimes you stop trying altogether. Like, well, fine. You know, I tried and it's not working. So I might as well just give up. Right. And so, you know, you, you go back to pornography or you just like start getting mad at everything. You're like, man, I, I might as well not even try. So or I try and then it doesn't work. So forget it. Like I'm just going to give into, you know, we'll call it the natural man and give into those like temptations from Satan and just like give up and just like not be a great husband or father. Okay. Or maybe start figuring, man, like I'd just be better off divorced or with somebody else. Like, you know, I try to do these things. It doesn't work. So, but a lot of times like you get defensive, 
Right. So you're like, well, fine. Yeah, I messed up, but you're doing the same things too. Like you keep criticizing me and you know, you, um, you know, you don't appreciate me even though you said you would. Right. Or, you know, you told me when we got married, you'd have sex with me a lot and now you don't. So yeah, I'm not keeping my promises, but you're not either. Right. So you can defend yourself that way, but is that attractive? No. Right. What's your emotion behind that? anger or frustration? Is that emotion attractive? No. Does it feel good? No. Okay. So overall what happens, right? When you commit and then don't follow through is you stay stuck or things get worse, right? Best case, you you know, you're just kind of like, oh, you know, here we go again, same old cycle. Yeah. I'm going to get better, but then I don't, right? Yeah. I'm going to make this change and I do for a while, but then I go back to the same problem. Okay. So why does this happen? Okay. Cause it's common, right? It happens pretty much to everybody. Here's why, all right. Your brain it's wired to survive. Okay. That's it's, it's kind of core function is to keep you alive. So the survival mechanism, it's in a lower kind of faster part of your brain. It processes very quickly. Okay. So what happens is under stress, your brain actually goes back to your same patterns, your old patterns. Okay. So like the mosquito cycle or defensiveness or pornography or anger or not listening. Right. So mosquito cycle can happen under stress because you're like, okay, like I'm going to do it I'm, this time. I'm going to you know, give my, my, fl- my, my flowers and not really expect anything back. Right. And you kind of, you're, you're thinking about that and you give her the flowers. Right. And then she kind of makes like a, a rude comment. Like, I don't even like these flowers. Okay. And then all of a sudden, you know, your old pattern kicks, o- kicks over, right. It's like, Oh, like she doesn't care. She doesn't like me. You know, uh, all I, I do this for her. She won't do anything for me. Right. And that cycles back. Okay. Because you're under stress. And so you go back to those same ones or defensiveness. Right. So, Oh, like here, you know, I made dinner tonight and, and your wife's like, well, you know, I was supposed to make dinner tonight. And then you're defensive. Oh, well, you didn't tell me you didn't communicate. Right. Again, you got under stress. And so your brain went back to that old pattern or pornography, right? Your wife said no to sex you're feeling stressed, you're feeling depressed, right? And so you turn to pornography to deal with that. Again, because your brain's just used to doing that, okay? Or anger, right? Your kid did something that you didn't like. Your default is to go to anger, even though you're kind of telling yourself, no, don't do it, don't do it, right? Or you're just not listening, right? Your wife comes to talk to you, you're, you're on your computer. And again, just your your brain is used to that old pattern. So it's under stress, like you're, you're stressed with work, right? And you're on your computer trying to get something done. Your wife comes and talks to you. So your stress response keeps you trapped in those old patterns. Okay. It's just normal. And it does it even though you know, it's not good for you, right? Like your, your higher brain, your, uh, you know, your cerebral cortex is telling you, no, dude, don't do the mosquito cycle. Don't get defensive. Don't look at pornography. Right. But that lower brain is just faster. It just takes over and it, and it wins. Right. It just kind of sends you down that old path. Okay. And again, why does it do it? It doesn't mean you're, you have no willpower or something's wrong with you. It just means your brain's working correctly, right? Which is you went under stress and now your brain says, okay, like we've got to process, we have to survive. Okay. So survival is going to beat growth, right? That's another way to think about it. Um, Cause you know, like changing this is going to help you grow, but your lower brain doesn't it's kind of unsafe. Like any kind of change feels a little bit unsafe to your lower brain. Okay. So it's trying to keep you alive. Right. So again, this is what happens. You fall back to your old patterns under stress because your brain's trying to keep you alive. Okay. It's, it's normal. It's to be expected. It's just how your brain works. Okay. So 
what I'm not trying to tell you is, okay, well, just give yourself the excuse then, right? Just, you know, go back to the same old patterns. Don't beat yourself up. It happens to everybody, right? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this is how your brain works. So we need to find a way around it so you don't do this, right? So you're not taking two steps forward and three steps back and sabotaging trust and uh, and your own self-confidence, right? So what needs to happen is your brain needs to be rewired, okay? In your brain, it really does have electrical circuits. You have... Um, neurons or brain cells, there's a a saying, so I studied neuroscience in um, undergrad, there's a saying, neurons that fire together, wire together. Okay. So like when certain things happen, your brain is used to running a certain electrical pattern in your brain. Okay. That's just how it is. So what we're trying to do is break that cycle and create a new one. Okay. We need to rewire what happens. Okay. So like when your wife says no to sex, right? You're used to responding in a certain way that's problematic. What we need to do is create a new way that rewires your brain to do something different, right? That's stronger and more attractive, okay? So, you know, I've uh, done some training in shooting and one of the things they taught us is you're only about 50% as good under stress as you are during practice, okay? And so, this is the same thing that happens in your interactions with your wife. Okay. So you're only about 50% as good under stress as you are under practice. Okay. So like you go to the shooting range, you're shooting at a target. Okay. And let's say you're hitting the bullseye every time, like when someone's actually attacking you, right. Um, you're going to only be about 50% as good, right? So you're not hitting the bullseye every time you're hitting it like one out of every two times. Okay. So that's why you go to the, the range, right? So you can, so that, that like under stress is still pretty good, right? Cause look, if you, if you're going to the range and you're never hitting the bullseye, right? You're like not even on the target. Okay. Imagine now under stress, now you're like shooting the ceiling, right? Because you are so off, right? So you go, so that the, your baseline when it gets disrupted under stress is still like good enough. Okay. So, but here's what you got to think of, right? How often are you practicing your responses to your wife, right? How often are you practicing responding in a positive way when your wife, for example, says no to sex or when she seems to be attacking you or when she, you know, uh, doesn't appreciate something that you did. Okay. How often are you practicing that response? If you're like most guys, you're never practicing it. Okay. And so yeah. So like if your wife seems critical or she says no to sex or she turns away from your kiss or you're tempted to view pornography or you're distracted when she's talking to you or just overall when your wife talks to you or when your wife or your kids, you know, upset you, whatever upset you, right? Okay. You're probably never practicing these responses. Okay. You're kind of like, if, if it happens wrong, you're like, oh shoot, I did it again. Right. But then you never practice responding in a positive way. Okay. So when you don't practice, your brain does not rewire Okay. And so those old patterns are there. And so the old patterns take over under stress. Okay. At best, if you're like most guys, you've practiced the new response, maybe once and not even in detail. You're just kind of like, oh yeah, next time I'll listen, right? Something super vague like that. And so that's like, um, like one, let's say that's like one step of that brain pathway that needs to be rewired. Right. But your old pattern has like 50 steps in it. Okay. So it's more powerful. It's faster. It's going to take over. Okay. So again, you've got to be way more specific with the pattern that you're going to take, and then you need to practice it. 
Okay. So another way to think about this is like the Grand Canyon versus a new stream. So like these old ways of thinking, feeling, and acting, they're ingrained in there. Okay. They're dug deep. They're like the Grand Canyon. If we compare your thought stream, you know, thought stream is a good way to think about it. Like water. Okay. Like thoughts are flowing a certain direction. Okay. The old way of your thinking, feeling, and acting, that pattern, it's run hundreds, thousands, maybe millions of times. It's dug a very deep ditch into your brain, right? It's like the Grand Canyon in your brain. Okay. Versus you're like, okay, yeah, next time I really don't want to use the mosquito cycle. Right. But you think about it once. Okay. And so it's like a new stream. You like sent, you sent those thoughts down a new path, but it didn't make any ditch, right? You ran it once. So it's like your default, your thoughts are going to default down to the old way still. Okay. So what do you have to do? You have to send your thoughts down that new stream many times to make that the new default. Okay. That's what you have to do. Just like learning anything. Okay, guys, <clears throat> this is why my program as it is now gets people better results than it ever has is because we implement these tools and systems, right? Is we really think about this. We practice the way we're going to respond, right? And it just transforms guys so quickly. And it's amazing to see. Okay. It's because we implement these things, right? So it's what we do. Okay. We identify and we eliminate your negative, unattractive patterns of thinking, feeling, and acting. Okay. We, we look at that Grand Canyon. We find those patterns because it is important that we find them, the negative ones first. Okay. Because if you're not aware of them, you're going to keep sending your brain down that direction. Okay. So then we create new attractive patterns of thinking, feeling, and acting, the new stream, right? Then we practice them over and over until you are strong and attractive on default, right? Until you respond to your wife in a positive way as your default. Okay. Under stress, let's say, yeah, your 50% is good, but you've practiced that new way perfectly so many times that even if you're off a little bit, it's still good, right? It's still a good response. Okay. So, you know, there's a, this cool study where some guys in Greece, they did, uh, they split, uh, they split some people into three groups and they shot free throws. Okay. Basketball free throws. So the first group, you know, shot, and then for a week they practiced shooting free throws and they had a good improvement. They went from shooting about 62% accuracy to about 81% accuracy. So that's pretty good. The second group did not shoot physical free throws at all, but did a mental rehearsal of it. They just like imagine shooting free throws basically. And then the third group was a control group. They just did a crossword puzzle to kind of control for the mental activity of doing a mental rehearsal. So you know, which group do you think did better, the physical practice group or the mental rehearsal group? So it turns out, guys, the mental rehearsal group actually did better. So they went from about 53% to about 82%. So pretty crazy, right? With something so physical, right? Shooting a free throw, very physical activity. You know, they had just as good in this case, even better you know, more improvement. And other studies have shown a similar thing. Like sometimes mental rehearsal beats out physical, sometimes physical beats out mental, but it's not by much, right? They're pretty close usually. So look, when it comes to interactions with your wife, you know, that's mainly a mental and emotional activity. Okay. There's some physical, like your mouth is moving, but you can imagine yourself kind of saying words in your mental rehearsal, right? So it just, it just works, right? Like when you prepare yourself in this way, you're just ready. You're ready for those interactions with your wife, right? I like to say, you know, I'm a marriage coach. Coach's job is to help you win games. 
So for us, our game is your interactions with your wife, right? And how do we win those? We win those by being a man that you, your wife, God, your kids can be proud of. That's how you win, right? When you can look back and say, hey, yeah, I'm proud of how I responded there, right? That's how you win. It's not based on your wife's response because if you make that the goal, you become manipulative and that's not attractive. But when you say, yeah, I can look back on that and be proud. Okay. You feel good. And that's very attractive to your wife. This is the paradox of this whole thing. The more you focus on your wife's response, okay, the less attractive you are. Okay. The, the more you focus on your own response and making sure it's strong and attractive and in line with who you want to be, the more attractive your wife will be to you. Okay. It's a paradox, but it's true. So again, guys, this is what we do. In Strong Men, Strong Marriage is my program. We identify and eliminate your negative, unattractive patterns of thinking, feeling, and acting. We create new, attractive patterns, okay? And then we practice them until you can't get them wrong, right? Until you are strong and attractive on default, okay? That's what we do. So you might still take a step back here and there, right? But it's going to be two steps forward and one step back, right? Instead of three steps back, (laughs) okay? So... Because yeah, like let's say you practice and then, you know, your wife turns away from a kiss and you kind of go back to that old pattern, right? For a second is usually what happens, but then you catch it, right? Before you've got to go sulk away and whine and complain, right? You've practiced your response to where you're like, maybe you go there for a second. Like, oh man, like I wish you wouldn't have done that. But then you're able to adjust it. Just be like, hey, you know, she doesn't want that right now. Like, That's okay. Maybe we can connect a different way, right? You're able to send your thoughts that way. So yeah, maybe it's not perfect, but it's so much better, right? And, and again, it's not even, it's kind of like a minor step back, but it's not like something that your wife's like, oh, there's the old, there's the old Mike again, you know, here he, here he goes. And you lose trust in yourself, right? You take like a tiny step back, but because you practice so many times, it's actually still moving the right direction. Okay. But that's what you gotta do. That's the price it takes, right? Where you got to identify the negative, replace it with the positive, practice it until you can't get it wrong. So if you want professional help to do that, which I recommend because typically it's hard for you to see your own patterns of thinking, feeling, and acting. We learn tools that help you do that really well. Then you you expose that to me and my coaches, right? To, so you can see, so they can point out to you too. Okay. Like here's another pattern you might not be seeing, right? So you see it clearly, you create a new one, you practice it till you can't get it wrong. That's what we do. And guys are getting amazing results. You know, I shared some of the wins today. Guys are getting wins every day. Okay. I want that to be, again, my goal this year, reach a thousand men, have a thousand guys to have this kind of marriage that they want their kids to have. That's full of mental, emotional, and physical intimacy, right? You can get there guys. I'd love to help you. So head over to strongmenstrongmarriages.com. You'll fill out an application to to join the program. I'll review it and send you back my recommended uh, best next steps. All right. So head over to strongmenstrongmarriages.com. I will see you there. All right. Stay strong men and I'll see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.